This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Pretty freaking epic. You ever think about all those conversations you're having that aren't recorded, where you're saying <laughs> great stuff and you're like, damn, someone could hear me, they'd think this was really funny yeah. right now. The surveillance, the surveillance state is just a big podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, given that we are, uh, well, most of us live in the UK, which is uh, surveillance central, um, <laughs> potentially all of our conversations are recorded. <laughs> That's true. I'm... I hope someone's enjoying it. This is <laughs> what like all our fans are worrying about is that we are not putting out enough content. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like more streams, mm-hmm. more, podcasts. more podcasts. Why aren't you producing enough? Just go to GCHQ mm. and ask, yeah. for the re- ask for the records. Yeah, they'll you, give them you to can you. edit like <laughs> more than three episodes a week. It's fine. Do I need to take pictures um, of my breasts and post them to the podcast Twitter? Because I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wait, where is this? Podcast OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watch OnlyFans. That's such a funny idea. I feel like we suggested that already. Yeah, probably. Listen, <laughs> I don't remember anything we say in any episode. Yeah. Um, nope. You never suggested to I actually post nudes on the show Twitter, so that's new. Yeah. yeah just that's good. I, I'm glad that we, we're coming out with new content. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than rehashing old content, which is something we've never done. No. And no um, one's ever reviewed us for saying the same things over and over again. I So I haven't been on to talk about that review. Did you guys discuss uh-huh. yeah. that review? Okay. We did. Yeah. Okay. Our conclusion was that I said it that we are an art podcast and you can't judge our art because it's... um created george said it was criticism that was logical made sense and fair enough and yeah. Janosch said that if you want to if you want to negatively review us you should just die instead <laughs> i did i'm on Janosch's side in this one i'm po- i'm positive vibes only you know <laughs> apart from all of the negative vibes i'm not saying your criticisms aren't, con- aren't constructive or the things that that person said isn't like technically true but <laughs> it just hurts when there's only three reviews on the itunes and <laughs> i know that a ton of people like and listen to like listen and like listen to us and like us right mm-hmm. i've had that yeah yeah they click subscribed <laughs> but it doesn't reflect in like if you google our podcast and you get on the itunes page and all you see like or even worse like if you're in the uk because in britain there's only two bad. reviews and one of them is five stars and one of them two stars so there mm. there it's like a 3.5 we're divisive <laughs> that's just the spirit of controversy yeah. is that some people love you and some people hate you you know i don't want to be a medium podcast i don't want people to be like i don't know they're all right you know i want them to be like I, they're my best friends and I listen to them every time, and I love it, or I hate them, they're the world's most annoying people, mm-hmm. both of which are like, true. If you go on like other podcasts, iTunes reviews, like for example, Desert Island Discord, it's it's all gonna be positive reviews, and I don't know how, like, I know Elle listens to this, so please tell us how you do it. Could that be that you never, like purposefully alienate the like most logical fandom for a Discworld podcast <laughs> that, that might find it? I don't know I think we yeah, should so be making more cum jokes I think we should make more <laughs> yeah um, Lucy you got anything today you got anything uh, any cum jokes anything inside you oh god uh, <laughs> now that dry January is over it's time for <laughs> wet wet February wet February uh huh very good. No, I like that. Mm. I got <laughs> wet, a wet February. 
I've got a vaguely uh, mm, no. <laughs> Don't be a coward. You can't tease stuff like that. Yeah, I can. Look, this is this is punk. We're giving the fans what they don't want. Okay. <laughs> that is that is strongly what I believe in. Listen, on alienating our listeners, our the our potential fan base and our friends. Um, I'm not sorry. Okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I am also not sorry, but also you shouldn't give us, you shouldn't be, we can be mean to you, but you shouldn't be mean to us. Yeah. That seems unfair. Um, I would prefer that rather than go to the iTunes reviews, which I'm pretty sure no one reads, that you do directly harass us on Twitter, because I would love that personally. I would, I would be fine <laughs> with that. That's, yeah. that's free advertising. Yeah, I I did enjoy when I was secretly in the Bella Forest um, mm-hmm. Facebook group for Harley Merlin fans, and they were... Um, talking about us without knowing I was there, and they were like, they 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 have a lot of preamble. Um, and they called me the female voiced one, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just nebulous hosts, um, adult, yeah, adult but female like, voice. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's me. I I think that's perfectly fair to say for someone who has only listened to one of our episodes, like mm. especially if it's the unlock bonus episode where we might not even have said our names. We don't normally. Mm. I don't think so, yeah. We did make a lot of fun uh, of Bella Forest, and they were very offended about that. They yeah, they said... Being unnecessarily mean. No, I, I take offense in that criticism because they said we were being a bitch about Amber, and that's <laughs> not true. Like, we, we did say repeatedly on our Patreon how much Bella Forest books suck absolute dog shit. <laughs> but we never insulted the person who... Uh, who wrote them so or, or who coordinated the ghostwriters allegedly you know al- maybe allegedly. just like a vindictive former employee who knows don't sue me carlo <laughs> allegedly um, um yeah and i mean the thing is bella forest books are bad so th- yeah. yeah we're right <laughs> um <laughs> listen our entire thing is that we're mean i don't know what else we have to give the world um, you can just call us the Red Scare of Discworld Podcasts. No, don't <laughs> do that. please don't, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've don't seen, actually do that. I've seen a <laughs> tweet on... Uh, I, I think today I saw a tweet that was like someone quote retweeting something that was like the original tweet was um, feminism doesn't mean all women are great. S- sometimes women are just dumb bitches or something like that. And then yeah. someone uh, quote retweeted this with like me listening or, or me when the red scare comes up. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, listen, they're just pretty bad. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we should clap Gosh. before we, clap? we do more great yeah. content. I can't believe Jeb is running the Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> Love to get try to get in a joke like one and a half seconds before <laughs> the clap was. I have some ambition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't care i'm not gonna edit this one um but yeah it's usually it's easier to find a clap if it's isolated and not in the middle of a speech flow i would take that as a criticism but i uh it wasn't explicitly framed as one so i won't take it as that <laughs> <laughs> i will say we did have a whole bit last episode where we just talked about the process of clapping okay. um yeah we finally explained our, how it works it was part of our podcast instructional segment um, where 
for 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 Lucy for Lucy's sake, mm-hmm. we we taught people about um podcasting, and all they need to know is clapping, and we are better than the McElroys because we didn't charge for this information. Yeah, yeah. Um, um the but the thing is, the the woke leftist youth would rather clap for their what? silly little podcast <laughs> than they would clap for the late Captain Tom Moore. <laughs> Oh no, I okay, forgot to clap so, for Tom Moore. <laughs> uh, so, Captain. like, literally eight minutes before he died, I tweeted, I don't know who Captain Moore is, and I refuse to learn. <laughs> and I can only I can only conclude from this that I did, in fact, kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nah. And for this, I am sorry, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it differently if I did it again. That was know? government incompetence that killed him, don't worry. <laughs> I don't yeah, you can rest that. easy. I think the government is good. I think Captain Tom was just a coward for dying. <laughs> Damn. Uh, and he deserved it. He should have been less old. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I personally think that Captain Tom should have died years ago. And that's just mm. my personal beliefs. And you can't do anything against uh, about that. I don't know who he that's is, true. but. <laughs> That would be restricting speech, like free speech, if people people were hurt by exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> if I could, I would like go back in time and kill him, just uh, just so people don't just just so you Chaz don't have the satisfaction that you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, trying to take my kills from me. I see. That's <laughs> fine. Valor. Yeah. Um. I will say that I did something really bad today. Oh. Um. Other than killing Captain Tom, I did that. Recorded a podcast yesterday. yesterday. I have no I think. idea what time is. Um, yeah, I, I redownloaded TikTok. Yeah, oh, no. oh, one Chaz. of us, one of us. I d- I don't know why, because uh, now I feel terrible again. So I'm gonna have to delete it. But I did before before I reached this conclusion. I did see a very bad tweet that was like. So there's this thing called Brit Talk. Oh. Which is where yes. British people go on TikTok and are like, oh, I'm British and this is so funny. I mean, I know that's basically what I do on Twitter, but like it's uh-huh. cool when I do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they they like, oh, this in Britain school British school's hard. If you were in British school and you're American, you'd immediately be killed. Um <laughs> unlike an American school where you're just immediately killed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did happen to see a tweet where someone was like, Americans, this is our prime minister. And I had a bunch of clips of like Boris Johnson doing basketball and like, you know, having fun with the troops and stuff. And that oh. did immediately kill me. So, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> it's time to get rid of TikTok, I think. <laughs> yeah, there's like a sort of Tory wave. I don't know if they actually call it that, but like they do like. F- it's like young Tories who do fan cams of like the British Army in Northern Ireland. Oh, cute! Oh my god, I did see that. Yeah, yeah no, I saw that. they're like oh. they're like a hair's breadth from being fash. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like I, I remember like when I first got the app and like I didn't like anything. So the the stuff that got shown to me was like the most popular general shit ever, and mm. like so much of it was uh, boarding school boys talking yes. about the fact that they're boarding school boys and being like 
oh, we're the posh boys, aren't we sexy? I'm going to fight you. Um, my name's Rexy or something. And it was just like, <laughs> your oh, father's slapped. poor. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, that was the only joke. <laughs> I I've been trying for a while to find that like awful TikTok that was made by like a military guy who was talking to his gun like, no, no, no. It was like, he was like, uh, doing some baby speech thing, but the, the joke of the sketch that he, like, he basically did a comedy sketch, sketch, right? And the, the, mm. the conceit of it was that it was like, um, when you're a baby, right? Yeah. And yeah. people yeah. Threat, threaten to take your toy away. Oh, I've seen this one. But it yeah, was like the on. same thing, but with his gun. And he was the baby, mm. and it was like how much he loves killing people, basically. Yeah, cool. no, I saw a similar cool. one with a cop in his car, and it was like that same thing, like a baby laughing and then a baby crying when it's yeah, presented yeah, exactly. with stuff. And it was like, he gets presented with paperwork, the baby cries, he gets presented with a taser, and he's like, yay! <laughs> and it just kept escalating until he was pulling out like like AK-47s, and it's like, ooh, a bit yeah. on the nose, don't we think? Like, <laughs> The right is getting better at comedy. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's what's so weird about TikTok to me is it's the sort of like weird, like teenager memes like you used to get on like twenty thirteen Tumblr or whatever. But it's like adults, like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't know, just like adults of various kinds who are just like doing these sounds or whatever, and it. There's something like really off-putting about it to me. <laughs> um, it's pure. I, I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm saying is that uh, young people app bad. Um, <laughs> I don't understand it. So I it's not I will spend. I will open TikTok and and I will be about to do something and I will sit there and watch TikToks for about two hours. Um, it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I got rid of it the first time. Also because it makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Aww. I mean, that's kind of me with, Aww. like... Don't argue. That's kind Aww. of me with, like, re-downloading and re-deleting Tinder again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ha- well, actually, I haven't done that for years. I used to do that a lot. But now, yeah. now, I've, now I've just given up. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to be fair, it's not like you can meet anyone at the moment. Well, that's also no. it, yeah. You, you know the the risky sexual encounters of uh, uh, risky already and now made even more so. <laughs> I go on there and I look at the people and I go, I'm n- not attracted to anyone <laughs> who I'm seeing. That's yeah. pretty and pretty I'm much like, it. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand how to relate to people like yeah. this, and then I sort of go off it again. Yeah, yeah. for me it's like usually like. Uh, a streak of not getting matches, and then I sometimes get a match, and then I realize that I have nothing to talk about with this person. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's yep. just... Uh, I know it works for some people, but I don't think it sort of works for the kind of brain I have. Yeah. It's, you're, yeah. you're too Which much very safe. Smart. You're too it's much very big, yeah. sexual. <laughs> I did yeah. see one person who put sapiosexual in their bio. <laughs> Post oh, IQ. Yeah. No, I'm putting my Hogwarts house. I'm saying I love Marvel, and also I'm the biggest Doctor Who fan ever. Do you know the Weepy Angels? God, I love them. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please match with me. I'm a Slitherpuff. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh yeah, I I remember why because we were talking about like the great BBC marketing campaign today. Ah, uh, the BBC one. Yes. Uh, 
big bold the... characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were like bossy badass characters, whatever you're into, there's a BBC for you. And that second sentence is <laughs> not at all loaded. <laughs> yeah. I mean we talked about this last episode, but they gotta know, right? They, they do know. know. They do yeah. know. They there's do know. no way they don't know. Um, Ballistic ballcasters. Mm. <laughs> but but anyway, like after that, I uh, looked up Stephen Moffat on Wikipedia, and one sentence that killed me, Dad, is um, the sentence in 2015, Moffat was appointed Officer of the Order of the British Empire for his services to uh. drama. <laughs> yeah, they'll give an OBE to like anyone who's like British and mildly successful, basically. Yeah, we had the creator um, of Downton Abbey do like a like a award speech at our sixth form. Oh, cool! <laughs> um, his wife is wearing is his wife is wearing a turban um, with like a big diamond in it. And, <laughs> oh and you know, like not like like the twenties. Yeah, like there's there's normal reasons to wear a turban. Like if you're a Sikh or you come from uh, sort of South Asia, and it's your cultural thing. But she was wearing a turban. <laughs> she was white. Like <laughs> it's just that like what? posh white person thing where they wear a turban. Sometimes. It's just insane yeah. energy to be like, oh, I'm going to watch my husband give a speech um, at this children's school. Um, guess I'll pick my fanciest turban, the one with the jewel in it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd got it's, some award. It's very like but, insane rich woman energy to wear a turban. I they think. they yeah. were but they're both extremely posh. They live in like a oh, I yeah. think it's Elizabethan or Tudor manor, possibly Jacobean. I'm not sure, mm. but mm. yeah, I've driven it's past it plenty of times. It's it's very nice. Stoughton Abbey is just based on like their daily routine. Yeah. This is such a fucking weird country. I yeah, mean, I, I know we it. say this all the time. What? God, I remember a, a woman who was like big in like contemporary christian music circles and her entire mm-hmm. thing was that all her album covers were like very blatantly like she was dressing in the exact same fashion doing the exact same poses as erica badu did which is very fun for like a white woman to do that's contemporary <laughs> christian mm-hmm. music and then like i think just last year she was uh she was cancelled again for saying something that was either either racist or uh or like covid denialism or both oh my god wow. double whammy okay shocking that <laughs> someone in modern christian music sphere could be uh, a bit strange <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, this is what happens let's, let's when like L- lucy episode. shows up again after like uh three episode ex- absence mm-hmm. and uh we just have to get out all this energy at once yeah I will say it's good. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm-hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for standbys. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. And I really trust you. I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Hello, and welcome to Who Watches the Watch? A Discworld Watch podcast? And... 
Reread podcast, hosted by four hermits who live together in a little cave, doing nothing but praying, watching shadows, and taking hallucinogenic mushrooms. <laughs> I am your host, Chaz. And, you know, I, I, I think that uh, I'm embracing who I am, and now I have magic powers, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm your host, Lucy. I was briefly um, held captive um, by the dark thing in this episode, but now I've learned to express myself, and I'm back. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Janosch, and I'm just a big fan of like Angua's new Jack Bauer phase. I think I think that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, George, and. My pronouns are me and mine, because I'm yours, baby. (laughs) 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 Really good. Thank you, George. Um, Yeah, Lucy's back. Hello, Lucy. Hi. Lucy. I've heard of you. Who are you again? I mean... (laughs) You're that lovely person we know, aren't you? Oh, that's so sweet. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was someone else. Lucy's the other one. Oh, right, okay. Um, it's nice to be back. It's nice to talk um, out loud. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with people uh, I have things in common with. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go that far. It's nice to talk to you. But I wouldn't say we like have things in common. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we both have hair. That's very yeah, true. Well. And fingers. Mm. Yeah, we do. Mm. Okay. I have some hair on my fingers, but not very much. <laughs> <laughs> you did say to take the hallucinogenic mushrooms, didn't you, Chaz? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we four once again have met. Um, we have met again. The fourth yeah. musketeer is back. Yes. Yes, baby. It's the fourth one whose name I can't remember. D'Artagnan. Um, now, yes, quick. thank you, George. I knew I could rely on you. Um, I've never read it. <laughs> we... Okay. We've met here on Cyberspace to talk about episode six of The Watch, which is name I cannot recall. The Dark and the Dark. Professional. Oh, it's just called that, okay? It's called The Dark and the Dark. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, the episode titles have not been very imaginative, right? Like, I... No, I think the last one was not on my watch. That was like, okay. Counterpoint. Something. But before, like, the Twilight uh, Canyons episode was just called Twilight Canyons, right? Mm. mm. Counterpoint, d- does it matter very much? No. <laughs> oh, that's... Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's just something to note, you know. TV, it's about the, uh, you know... It's about the, it's whole, about the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. The whole delicious treat that you I do kind of wonder eyes. why... Like, what the point is of episode titles in um, in shows where the episode titles are not displayed at the beginning of the episode on screen. I think it's like a distribution thing. I think it just sort of makes it easier. Mm. Um, I, I I don't know. What did you think of this? Uh, should we start talking about the this this episode, the um, coming out metaphor in the dark? <laughs> this was a yeah, coming out so... metaphor. What? what? <laughs> we yeah, it totally made sense. Lucy, <laughs> so we ended last week, sort of in a in a negative in a negative yeah. space. I mean, the episode was positive, but our opinion on last week's episode was pretty negative and we had a long discussion about the way shows 
try to do politics and then do it badly and how that's sometimes worse than just not trying to do politics. Okay, because I um, obviously was not here and I haven't heard. Yeah. Um, so did you discuss the, like, fist symbol? Um, yes. Oh, yeah. this thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And did you uh, talk about the police brutality? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Just so we're all on the same page. We were, so fi- we're I fisting. See, I see you were a big fan of that episode as well. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It was uh-huh. not only um, interesting politically, but also coherent um, mm. yes. in terms of its plot structure. I, um... uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Did you like how they went into the desert and then all had to like explain their character <laughs> issues? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the that we already desert. knew like for, for, yeah. for a part or that have already been examined. I wish someone would take me into the exposition desert. <laughs> I know. Did you like really grow as a person? The great character development for Sibyl, where now she's like she she thinks cops don't do enough violence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, she kind of uh, thinks one thing, and then after like two minutes of uh, considering it for a moment, she's like, "Actually, I'm going to vigilante yeah. the shit out of this." Um, and mm-hmm. it is good, in fact, if there is one leader, um, as long as that leader is good. Mm-hmm. I'm always saying exactly. this. <laughs> it's about the people in charge, not the yeah. position of being in charge. <laughs> As we discussed, there's nothing structural. Okay, so that's the sort of space that we came into this episode with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, so... like after that, I don't know if it made it onto the recording uh, or if I just said it in private, but I was like, okay, I think the next two episodes, like episode six and seven, are going to be fun at least uh not sure if they're mm. going to be great but uh you know if they just do less of the political stuff maybe we can like may- you know maybe if they just do fun plots like in the twilight canyons episode again they're going to be enjoyable and then my other prediction is that the finale is going to be a mess and it's uh, going to do a bad job at resolving the plot <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, what what was your feeling upon watching this episode? Um. Yeah, pretty positive. I lo- like. I enjoyed. It's better. Yeah, it's definitely better. <laughs> I enjoyed it again. It has. It had um sort of uncomfortable police shit, which obviously it's a cop show. Um, but I don't cop know. Show. Cop show. <laughs> this is a cop show. A show by mm. and for cops. Did you uh-huh. tactically ascertain the situation as to the quality of the therefore here to for said entertainment product? No, I just shot the prisoner like we normally do. <laughs> 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 <Ugh>. uh, <laughs> um, hey, maybe you can like threaten them to cut their tongues out. It works. It does work. Uh, you have to admit, police brutality does work. <laughs> it works. Yeah, that was okay. that was that was a that was a that was a wild time when it when it, it's like carrots doing too good. He doesn't want to threaten to torture someone and mutilate them, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. then they do it, and he's like, "Oh damn, I guess it does work." <laughs> it's like actually, yeah. yes, okay, violence so- is incredibly effective. <laughs> So we 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 got a new format where we go through the episode to sort of like yeah. Make sure how how is everyone else everything. feeling about this episode though? Because we heard like Lucy's take, just like a quick assessment well, from everyone. I think there were good bits and there were bad bits. Balance, I love it. I'm. Agreeing. I think it did not it did not hang together very well as a coherent whole. Uh huh. Um, there were some very wild moments. There's mm-hmm. a, there's details that I liked 
Um, and there were bits where I thought this is fun. Um, and I was enjoying it, but it, it's, it was a very weird episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I watched it. I watched it twice again. Um, partly because like things you say about how it didn't hang together very well. And there were parts I was very confused by. Mm. Uh, and then I watched it again and, uh, like, yeah, my first reaction was like when I watched it at first, I was like, yeah, this is definitely better than the last episode. Um, pretty fun, even though there's like some parts I don't really like. And then on second watch, it like really dawned on me that this show is not doing a great job at making coherent plots. No, at doing plot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that seems to be yeah things just kind of happen <laughs> yeah mm. some sort of order okay well let, let, let's go through it okay um the the episode starts with a sort of watercolor filter um thing going on um and it's revealed that this is a cctv camera from the cctv imp and it shows the head of the Thieves Guild being chased by a dragon and then being killed by it. And we're informed that it is possible to bribe CCTV imps to paint false images, which is an interesting detail. Mm. I did like Cherry's line this in this is bit. Fine. It was like, wow, that's a massive flaw in the system. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Is it good to highlight that there are flaws in a system in this show? <laughs> <laughs> I did like um, the way the uh, imp footage looked, at least. Yeah, that was cool. I did think that was, was cool. a cool effect. Um, yeah. I love style of any kind. <laughs> I'm shallow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, Vime's got iPad again. <laughs> yeah, Vime got iPad. Uh, I love it when he gets iPad, because it makes people mad. Um, so we learn that they're trying to get the sword. Um, uh, Cherry knows about the dark in the dark. It cuts to Angua and Carrot, and they're like, where are we going to put these Thieves Guild people we've arrested? There's not enough room. Uh, we need to get information out of them. And this is when they they do that bit where they're like, um, Carrot's like, oh, we can't put them in here because it's damp and it's bad. And Angua's like, you're not going to go on about human rights, are you? That was so epic. What have they ever done for us? <laughs> mm-hmm. God, that's um, like she's she's literally turning into Jack Bauer here. Like, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe this shit. It, it is yeah. a bit it's, nutty in the dir- very... direction it went because I thought at the start of the show initially, I mean, obviously, Carrot's like a quote unquote good boy, but he like he, the way he came into it, I thought he was going to be the more like, um, you know. I mean, I guess he just follow the rules and stuff, Copy. but Angua just seemed, didn't seem bothered. Um, and I, I guess yeah. it's character development that she's now bothered enough to threaten people. But <laughs> I feel like this indicates mm-hmm. that Angua is always like this, and Carrot is just too by the books to be a to be like an unconventional cop, I guess. Yeah. Right? Like, this is how it read. Mm-hmm. It's the two genders of cop. You're either hidebound yeah. by the darn rules, or <laughs> you fucking, like, brutalize everyone as much as possible to do good. Yeah. 
Yeah, Carrot <laughs> was like very cop in in the early episodes, but in ways of like, oh, we should do more arrests and paperwork, right? Like, which is also bad, yeah. but it's different from like we should abuse the power we have over these prisoners. Yeah, becoming a cop is about just getting violent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and terrorizing prisoners. <laughs> and that's their character development, is that as each episode goes by, they're becoming more and more like cops, mm-hmm. which isn't good because cops are bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're marginalized, marginalized in this world, right? So it's, it's them hashtag cops. resisting. Using extremely yeah, unreliable systems of surveillance. They're just like South Wales police. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Um, oof. <laughs> Yeah, um, Angle has got a pack tattoo. Carrot's like, oh, sexy lady. <laughs> you can get it covered up if uh, you want. It does. It, it is weird to me that he's there, like, you could get another one for our, our little pack. And it's like, okay. okay. Are you going to get one as well? Tattoo. Can I. Do you want to get a Punisher tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's like all those fucking marine scout snipers who get ss tattoos because they're like it stands for scout sniper oh, <laughs> very normal rule so bad mm. jesus christ yeah we <laughs> spoiler then... it, it does not stand for sn- scout sniper <laughs> <laughs> um i i we learned that uh the thieves guild guy is gone and they've got a new leader of the thieves guild um there's a funny bit where they're talking about the surveillance imp and using the surveillance imp to um uh to fake to fake the death by dragon and the imp is very mad and calls them for the stein wankers which i thought was funny um <laughs> and, and they, plus one it then get it then instantly gets killed yeah, yeah. i'm yeah the assassins appear i i, I do still today. think like you know, we talked about how much we love the masks, etc. When we had that Assassin's Guild episode, and mm. I think like the assassins are becoming like some of my favorite parts of the show. Like both uh, the like Arya Stark child assassin girl. I th- I thought she was great in this episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I really like Doctor Cruz's. Yeah, yeah, she's very cool. Yeah. I like because the bits where it's like funny. And they're allowed to, like, they're not trying to get too much plot done, yeah. tend to hang together better when they, like, have time to have a real back and forth. Yeah. And you I know, think, um, yeah, I think, like, the, better. The, the Assassin's Guild's, like, over-the-top absurdity just really lends itself to comedy. And, you know, you might say that that's one of the bits that they might have taken from Terry, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. They're not very much like the Terry Assassins. There's, they bear some resemblance, but... Yeah, they're a lot more. I I don't know. Terry treats the assassins a bit less comedically. Yeah, um, yeah. It's but not I think they work in the way they do it. Mm. I I don't think they're like Terry assassins, but they they are like his spirit in a way that uh, they take an institution and like you know point out its absurdities. I guess. Yeah, sub subverting of mm. something which isn't like on its surface humorous. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think mm. they're one of the parts that, to me that feels very like Douglas Adamsy. Like there's bits of this that do, and I think that bit to me feels very like I don't know something about the dialogue and the aesthetic reminds me of a sort of Douglas mm. Adams joke. Yeah, mm. 
Anyway, they're like, wow, they if they if the Assassin's Guild take over the Thieves Guild, they become, could become one guild, and that's pretty scary, and they could call it the, the, the Assassin's Guild. Uh, Sybil is like, we've got to hold the line. <laughs> you the know, thin we blue line. The <laughs> We're the thin blue line. <laughs> yeah, you've got to back the blue, you, you, and their lives matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sybil is... Mm. I don't like Sybil, I'm just going to no. say it. <laughs> <laughs> We said this a million times last episode, but she has not redeemed herself no. in this episode. I uh, I don't know what you guys discussed last episode, but kind of fucked up. That did she kidnap that girl and then force her to like torture thieves? That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we did talk about it, but yeah, it's very fucked up and like what? Yeah, I don't really know what women to take from her character. Yeah, that's literally also <laughs> what we said last week. God, we just ah. Uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> What is what is going on with Sybil? It's good to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> you understand. We're just so good at understanding media, like collectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, Number one media <laughs> understanders, right here. Yeah, we've yeah. logged on. That's <laughs> us. <laughs> That's in all. Th- th- see, that should be in our iTunes reviews. If you, dear listener, agree that we're number one media understanders, then you should give us a give us a little cheeky iTunes review that says, "Damn, these people are good at understanding media. I trust no one but them." Yeah, <gasps> please. Um, <laughs> I really want our. I love uh, Chicago and also The Godfather. I really want that one uh, two star review to get owned by every other review. <laughs> <laughs> You're so this salty isn't about, about it. Personal it's vendetta. <laughs> this is just about our marketability yeah, to our of course. Uh, community. Yeah. You see, unlike you, um, I'm not crying. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I am laughing. I, w- I, I was al- I was always a cob- co- corn cob. <laughs> how did you feel, Lucy? How did you feel about that scene in the last episode where Sybil like made fun of Vimes having cheap boots because he's poor? Yeah. Um. <laughs> like, <'cause>, like <laughs> if we talk about like we don't know that... what they're trying to do with Sybil, I don't know how to take her richness because it either doesn't come up or it's like an epic own. What if yeah. Sybil was kind of a psychopath? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, like, the boots thing is a good, really good metaphor, and it, it is, like... It's, it's a real piece of economics. It genuinely is. And then him being like, oh, yeah, well, you know, my boots are going to wear down and I'll spend way more than you, but you're rich, um, so you won't have to. And then later she's like, well, your boots don't even squeak because uh, they're not nice and shiny and new and clean like mine. And it's like... And I don't know if we're meant to agree with her. It's like, yeah, they d- of course they mm-hmm. don't. He <laughs> he's poor. It feels like it feels like this show plays its morals or its like messages scene by scene. <laughs> like it doesn't have a coherent yes. one. It's just like whatever yeah. in this specific scene would be. It's I don't know. They feel like. Do you think they had like? I don't know. Do you think they had like thirteen episodes or something, and initially, and then it was cut or something, and they had to like cram everything into eight episodes, and that's why mm. everything's so fucking weird. I it think might that would be been. a nice explanation, but I doubt it. Do <laughs> mm. I'm trying to think what are, what are Tibble's redeeming qualities? <laughs> she has nice coats. She does have good coats. Very good um, coats um, and a nice wig. She's sad. Good wig. Uh, yeah, she has a tragic wig. backstory. I don't know if her being sad is a redeeming quality. She's sad. I'm sad. Oh no, I know. I'm sad, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> We're all That's sad. <laughs> yeah. We're all assholes. Um. Well. Um, anyway, yeah. they 
They figure out that the crown of tack is one of the artifacts that Cherry remembers and that it's back at home in her mind where she's from. So it is a Cherry episode of sorts. Hmm. She's like, ah, it's scary. I said I would never go back there because it's really dark. And they're like, oh, I'm not afraid of the dark. And she's like, no, it's it's a dark that hunts. Um, and the goblin that she got from the Igor Cafe is called Spike, is there. And Cherry's like, Spike is obsessed with me. Um... <laughs> She's, she sings to a box, and in the box is the beard that we saw last time. And she's like, you got to wear a beard when you're in the mine, because otherwise the dark will get you, because it goes after people who are different. Hmm. Um, do we... Do, is, now. It's very, a very literalized sort of... <laughs> I was going to say, do we think that the dark represents anything? Metaphors. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. No. <laughs> like, it is clearly a metaphor, but the more magic. I try to, like, actually solve it... The more, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, actually, that's a good point. I, I'm re-asking that as a genuine question. Like, what do they think the dark signifies? Because <laughs> at first it's like, oh, the dark is pressure to conform. Yeah, the dark is society. Um, and then it's like, but if you go in the dark, it gives you magic powers because it loves it, actually. Yeah. So I feel like that's something we should like discuss <laughs> after we, we've, we're done with the plot because I feel yeah. like that's going to be our main discussion yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, so they're like, oh, the prisoners have beards, so we can get them from them, which is cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do not buy a face Once again, it. played like a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. I know. We, we head to Casa, who's torturing the sword, and the sword's like, oh, you need the crown. I do like I do like the sword. Yeah, I, I will say, I, I just that, that bit's funny. want to put in that the sword is great, and, um, oh, what's his name? Matt Berry. Matt Berry is great. <laughs> Matt Berry, he's just I got such him. a good voice. He just yeah. every time funny. he speaks, I'm delighted. We we cut back to Angua and Carrot and Cheery and uh, Carrot and Angua being dwarf racists pretending to be dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> wearing dwarf face? Why is Carrot the hair doing they're that? shorn from prisoners? <laughs> yeah, wearing their prisoners' hat. This has no like connotations <laughs> or like things that are similar to things that happened in the past don't worry about um, it uh, can i also um, why is carrot doing this he grew up with dwarves <laughs> i've been asking that <laughs> like i've been wondering that the entire episode <laughs> i feel like it's just a completely different kind of dwarf mine or mm. something and like the one that he grew up in was different because he yeah. doesn't seem to know about it yeah. i think it is just um, if that mine has the dark in it because he because he's like from the mountains or whatever hmm um, and the other, and I guess he could never grow a beard, could he? So you know, kind of. Know. That's part of his sad He's low too. <laughs> kind of. Do you think yeah. it kind of cheapens it that like this sort of the 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 dwarf um, the dwarf mono mono gender thing uh, that in in the books is a is a like a, a cultural phenomenon and a societal yeah. thing. Do you think it cheapens it that it's it's now just one mine? And they do it because they're scared of a of of like a dark. I think it does. Yeah, well, yeah, that's darkness. That's what I was saying. Is that rather than having it be an actual social thing, which is like this this culture says only one gender, <laughs> and maybe you want more gender, um, but instead it's sort of. I, I'm not a big fan of literalized metaphors mm. like that. Please. Or at least, please, sir, can I have some genders? <laughs> Yes. Oh, I'm so angry for like, a gender. You can you can have it as like a sort of metaphor, but as long as it's like alongside, you know, social stuff, rather than it just being li- like literally, oh, 
it's gonna it's gonna kill you. It's like being like, oh, racism metaphor, but in this, it's because the other race used to be demons or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of the coward's way. Yeah, because it kind of makes it it makes it logical to be scared of like this dark which disappears. Mm, yeah, like that's logical, and it, you can see why they would then therefore it, from that have a sort of coercive mono mono gender in their society. Um, mm. Uh, whereas, like, if it's a social thing, it's, it's a lot more intractable. You don't have to just, yeah. you, don't, you can't just solve homophobia by being, <laughs> by saying, actually, uh, being gay is, is normal and okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's get to that <laughs> when we, said that. <laughs> I, I, I have so much to say about this entire metaphor thing, but <laughs> I, I really think we should get to the end of the plot. Cause I mm. think the, the, the reasons yeah, why it's, why it works so badly, like the more I think about it, is precisely because of the way it develops during the plot. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's sort of like it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it. Um, yeah. So Cherry gets there and she's like, ah, oh, I am returned, me, Prince of the Mine. And um, there's some other dwarves there and they're like, oh, you left and that's wrong. And she's like, I am returned. I need to get the crown because lord veterinary says so and they're like oh we are we are law-abiding citizens and she tells them her name which is like super super long and they, they refer to her as she and then the, the dwarves are like there is no she um which i thought okay i was like all right that's interesting <laughs> let's see where this is going so cheery goes in and um they head in with the dwarves and they're like oh we'll, we'll take you to the crown Alright, we cut to Sybil and Vimes and they're barricading the watch. Sybil gives him like a whistle and is like, if the dragon, like good boy, doesn't do anything, then you can call him with the whistle. And he has a flashback to the future and is like, I've seen this before. That's weird. They cut back to the mine. They're like, ah, there are many difficult questions. And Cheery's like, ah, I named um, my goblin after you. The other dwarf is called Spike, and it's implied that Spike and Cheery, well, said that Spike and Cheery were going to leave together, but because of all the, the issues of running away and Cheery's dad finding out that in the end Spike had to be left behind by Cheery, and Cheery's like, I could have I come back for you, I should have come back for you, and Spike's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, we head we back to the watch, and um, Sybil and Vimes are just, like, having a conversation and, like, oh, I wonder when the assassins will get here. And then, meanwhile, the assassins, like, appear behind them. Um, and the creepy girl, like, comes down on wires. She's pretty good, as we said. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Cruces is here. She's, she's like, hello, I have returned. Sybil's like, your hair's very great, but how dare you? <laughs> she's like, we're going to make a super guild. It's going to be great. They talk about the imp. I can't remember what they say, but it ends with the girl killing the imp, which is super fucked up. Mm. Um, yeah. And then Sybil and um, Dr. Cruces have a thing where uh, Dr. Cruces says that Sybil can't sing, which is very rude. Sybil tries to flame her with the dragon, but it doesn't work for some reason. So, like, they, they run down towards where the cells are. Back in the mine, they get to where the crown is, uh, and Castor is already there, and Castor and once have already stolen the crown. And they're like, oh, why would you do this? And that he's gonna burn everything with the dragon. And <laughs> Spike's like, yeah, but... Everything above ground, everything below ground will be fine. Which I was like, okay, this is this is all right. You know, I I think that bit's you know fine. Mm. But he needs carrot, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, why? 
And they're like, oh, we're just we're just gonna take carrot. Um, and Spike's like, I hate you. I hate you, Cherry. You you didn't save me, and so you know I'm I hate you. And then they change. It's interesting that they came down to the mine to look for the crown, but they found a reason for Carrot's character to, to exist. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, but they did. <laughs> no, they, they take they take him into a room and they're like, "You are the seventh Horcrux." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this is why you're in the script. Mm. Mm. But not, but not, but not, but not. Vimes and Sybil are like, we'll, we'll go into this extra special secret cell. That's Cheery's, where she does her freakish experiments. And when they go in there, it's full of clothes, which I did think was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Anigo Skimmer is in there. Um, he's like, uh, you guys. Vimes is like, oh, I saw this whistle in the future. And then we, we head back to the mines. And uh, they're like, oh, we need carrot because of the crown was made for the king. And the king maybe has Octoron in his blood so he can use the the crown and the sword so we need the the king of Ankh-Morpork and we think that that's um Carrot because we think he's the blood of the of the royal family and that's why he was thrown in the mine and Carrot's like whoa what that's wild <laughs> um he's like I won't do it and they're like we'll make you do it and then they're like and he's like Wayne what happened to the power of love and Wayne's like yeah what did happen to the power of love where's love gone I want you all to make love right now <laughs> Which I did think this was very funny. funny. Like, <laughs> it's just Wayne is just the funniest character in the show. Wayne is great, yeah. yeah. It's that voice, man. It's like you threw me into a lake. I don't care. <laughs> Points. Yeah, he says you got to make love right now. That's the way of Wayne. <laughs> the way of Wayne. Um, yeah, and then we we cut to Anchor and Cherry, and they've been like chained to be fed to the dark. They've had their beards removed. And was like, my mother shaved her beard because she wanted to find a new way it's in the dark not for her. Well. And I've never... Oh, fuck's sake. And I never saw her again. I always get get it mixed up. Um, Angra and Cheery have, like, a moment. They have way more chemistry than any other characters in this show. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm <laughs> upset. Well, I mean, that that chemistry between Carrot and Angua is non-existent. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Yeah, we, we like talked about the sword thing where he was, where the sword is like, why didn't you make sweet love to that werewolf lady you're oh, making yeah, yeah. the eyes on all the time? And it's like, no, <laughs> we only know about <laughs> them having a thing apparently through other characters saying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cherry keeps being like, "Wow, you guys sure seem to have a crush on each other," and I'm like, "I Cherry, where are you getting this information?" <laughs> <laughs> Cherry, you are making this up. Um, it's because, well, it's like, yeah, they have to keep being like, oh, these guys have a thing. And yet, Ango and Cherry, it's never talked about by any no. other characters, but I believe it far more just through the chemistry of their interactions. It is, but the, the way the plot keeps, like, everyone in the plot seems to insist that Carrot and Angua have chemistry, it make me feel like, makes me feel like they're just gonna go with Carrot and Angua at the end. Oh no, oh, no course, they are, they are, they are, they yeah. are, which is why it's really stupid. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel like I'm being gaslit by the TV uh-huh. show. <laughs> um, Does it make you feel like you're baited somehow, maybe? I am, I'm feeling, I don't know, because I don't, I don't think they're doing it on purpose, um, which is not yeah. the point of this particular form know. of baiting of which you were referring to. And I think it's like they just didn't anticipate that their chemistry would be yeah. this sort of lopsided. Honestly, yeah, it's possible. But but they're also just like the only 
like in the main cast, right? We said we don't like Sybil, and Carrot mm-hmm. is just nothing. So, like, obviously, like as great as Vimes is, the Vimes Sybil thing is nothing. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, like, basically, it's just like Car- what's their name? Angua and Chiri are the only like main characters who interact with each other in ways that like they seem to have a conversation or they do seem to be like yeah both they seem to connect yeah 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 but they just it's because it's just like those two and vimes are the like charismatic actors in the main cast but like Mm. vimes is totally Mm. unconnected to the rest so it's basically like like the only two charismatic actors who when they stand next to each other there's so much more chemistry than when anyone else talks yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's just like a nice bit here, and Angua's like, oh, I used to love the dark, it means there's no moon, and I was like, wow, that's a great line, and that's a great sort of, that's a great Angua moment, that is far better than like, Angua having angsty flashback bits, you know, or saying, I'm werewolf. Then her being forced <laughs> to eat a, eat her friend. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so unnecessary. And, like, and in retrospect, bit... the more I think about that, it's just so unnecessarily cruel to have that scene. Like, we get that she suffers. You don't need to also, like, kill a child for it. <laughs> no, but we need to know how bad it was. It has to be, like, really bad. Um, anyway, she says to, she says to Cherry, um, even in the dark, I'll find you, which I also thought was good. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. That's nice. Because she's got but, a sniffy like, nose. But, like, doesn't really come to anything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, it's a nose homo moment. Cherry. <laughs> nose homo. Jesus. Uh, the dark comes, and then Cherry vanishes. I can sum it up. What if it, what if it turned out that the, the metaphor for homophobia, uh, transphobia, whatever, um, was actually your mum? <laughs> What if it was and she was mom, just chilling. Uh, but <laughs> we're not there yet. What if, oh, what if homophobia actually makes your transphobia actually gives you superpowers if you embrace it? <laughs> what if you should embrace homophobia? Question mark. Okay. <laughs> Is what they were going so, for? I have no idea what they're going for. <laughs> we head back to the watch house. The assassins are, are looking for them and they pretty much found them. Um, Vimes is trying to talk about things he saw in the future. Um, Sybil moisturizes him. Uh, he's like, please don't moisturize me in front of Inigo. And Inigo's like, no, I don't mind. Um, he does seem like the kind of guy who likes to watch. I thought that was a interesting <laughs> character moment. <laughs> he does. Yeah, and he's like, can I have a bit of moisturizer? And she's like, no, you murdered my parents, which I thought was funny. But like, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we head back to Casa, and they're like, how? And Carrot's like, how did you know? about me being genetic king and he's like I saw you in the future you were on the throne um, and he's like oh I make captain <laughs> that's cool <laughs> he's like oh I become uber cop first cool <laughs> yeah he's like oh I love to progress my career in the in the force we see Cherry and Cherry is having visions of herself wearing different costumes and in different guises and everything's like glittery and floaty and shit and she's like, what is this? And she's like, it's all you, Cherry. It's all you. <laughs> um, and it's Cherry's mother who's in the dark. And she's like, in here, the dark is not me and it's your friend. Here, you can see all the multiverse versions of yourself. <laughs> Summoning the dark will help you. Um, and, she's like, and she's like, okay. 
and I'm like, what is happening? And she's like, I I have just to stay here. I can't come with you, but you can use it when you are in the dark. So it's, oh, what did she say? It's a horizon, not a destination or something. <laughs> and she, she like, Angua comes out of it. And, no, Angua, fuck's sake. Cherry comes <laughs> out of it. And she's got a cool summoning dark tattoo now, just like the one I was going to get. And <laughs> she she's here, and she's like, oh, how long was I gone? And Angua's like, only a few minutes. And she's like, oh, but I've changed so much, and I've figured out all my issues in those She's also minutes. literally broken free um, of her chains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love... I, I should know, have locked I her in a big closet who... in, the, in, in the mine. Yeah. And then she should have burst mm-hmm. out of it. I think that would have made it a bit more subtle. No, I, I know directors <laughs> who use subtlety in them. All cowards. <laughs> no, all cowards. <laughs> so what, hap- what mm. happens next? They break out. They use the dark. But, yeah, so they're out. And then it goes back to the watch. Vimes has been moisturised. Um, Dr. Cruces is like, how do we get them out? And they're like, oh, we're, we're going to be fine in here until reinforcement comes. And they're like, you've literally locked yourself in a cell and there is no way to escape. Um, so Karen from finance shows that there's a hole in the wall um, that, you know, uh, an ego has been trying to dig with a spoon. And they're like, oh, well, how did you how did you continue when we took the spoon away? And he was like, I used a knife that was in my boot. I would show you, but it's blunt now and it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just fine. The the little girl, the creepy one, is like, I will finish the hole. So she's like digging it in a, in a, in a spooky way, you know, doing her like spooky girl thing. And she's like, I can fit through a hole. Remember when I was in that ambassador's briefcase and he died of a heart attack before I could kill him? <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, this is such a confusing episode. It is. I'm to figure out what <laughs> we're, we're almost done. To. There's just um, like two scenes left. Something about the future being in flames. Uh, Crusus decides a great strategy would be to remind Sybil that Anigo did kill her parents and that he loved it. He thinks it's the best. Um, and Sybil's like, I'm going to kill him. And Vimes is like, no. Uh, I know you want to, but you shouldn't. <laughs> Murder is wrong. <laughs> Murder is bad. Um, back in the mines, Cheery is sending the dark after Casa and everyone, and they're running away. And she's like, I am arresting you, Casa. And she's like, oh, I've embraced the dark, and now I have all this power, and it's, and it's, I'm God now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um, and she's she talks to Spike and she's like listen you can do whatever you want you can you can have a revolution you shouldn't fear the dark you should embrace it and it will make you strong and cool and it's great and then and I named a goblin after you <laughs> Spike kisses her and she's like actually I don't want you to kiss me you did try and just leave me to die and, and Spike's like okay fine fair enough Back in the cell, they're like, are these mannequins going to come to life? But I don't they don't. Um, they talk about the shoe. They're like, oh, we'll open the door and we'll escape. But obviously the assassins are out there. And Gwen and Cherry go through like a portal. Uh, and Cherry's like, you can be anything or everything in the dark. It's great. <laughs> so Some, something about using artifacts to control the dragon. Cherry uses power to do some magic um, Sybil and Cruces argue about having a good or bad singing voice and Sybil's like why is everyone being mean to me when Cruces's singing voice is worse than mine and I think it's only fair that she also be made fun of yeah get her 
And then (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, Anger and Carrot um, appear in a musical fight where they're wearing outfits and they play a song that's so powerful that it is like, you know, it's doing magic. Yeah, It's like the song Um, that Cruz's, not Cruz, yeah, Cruz's sang in karaoke a few episodes ago. Oh, I no, she, she. They're they're even like you're. This is my voice. How are you doing this? Yeah. Oh. Like they they lip sync to her I miss, voice. I completely basically. missed that karaoke scene. So. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Casa got zapped when the dark was after him into the observer's realm. But um, once clung on, and now once is also here. Uh, and the observers are like, "Who are you? We don't know. Once, what is once? And once is like, oh, you're so clever and wonderful and so so cool." And they're like, oh, it's 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 great. Cut back, and they're testing Carrot's blood for Octoron. <laughs> and Carrot's like, I always knew I was special. I knew I couldn't be the only one who was a, wasn't anything. <laughs> um, and then they test it, and it's not got Octoron in. So he isn't actually the son of the king. And and uh, after he's all, not genetically well, king. Wrecked. And he was uh, correct in that he, uh, quite aptly summing up his character on the show, which is uh-huh. not really anything at all. But <laughs> <laughs> well, this means yeah. that it's still not anything. <laughs> Yeah, like I know. this episode leaves, us, leaves us six episodes into an eight-episode show, and at the end of episode six, uh, we still have no reason to have Carrot around. <laughs> He's, He's tall, guy. He's man. He's um, the necessary love interest for Angua, and it's yeah. the only possibility mm-hmm. that she could have a love interest. So it's kind of. It's kind of funny. He's like he's just the, the love interest with no personality. <laughs> Who's the guy? The guy from season oh, four of Buffy, uh, fucking yeah. The the one love interest where it, it was like she had a her previous two love interests were all like insane vampires. So let's give her a normal guy. Wait, what was this him? Buffy. Oh, I don't know. I uh, Buffy it. season four uh, love interest. How am I blanking on this? Now? Oh yes, no, I know who you. I know who yeah. you mean. Fucking was his name like Ben or Dan or something? It was something really? very boring. It's a normal guy, but name. but he was like Riley. Active. He was a super soldier. Riley, that's it. <laughs> Wait, what's he was this? just a guy. Mm, Buffy season uh, four wasn't great. It's, yeah, it's and, not a good anyway, season. Yeah, it cuts back to the observers, and they're like, "You have to destroy Vimes. He gives people hope." Uh, but we have access to all the multiverse and you you got to stop it. And they're like, oh, what about if we got a really twisted version of Sam Vines <laughs> that would, like, kill Sybil Ramkin? It would be super fucked up. <laughs> and they're like, there's no, there's no Vines that would kill Sybil Ramkin. And they're like, but what if it was close? You know, what was, like, what's the most fucked up Vines we can find? Can we, like, get that one and put him in here so hey, people, like, lose hope in Vines? What if they get a better Sybil Ramkin from the, the different, a different multiverse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that might be too good. You know, that would I mean, be that be. They're the helpful. evil guys, so obviously. Yeah, so they're they're bad. So this is the worst version of Sybil. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, okay, we found the most twisted vimes, and then we cut to twisted vimes in his twisted cell. So he's so twisted. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> and, uh, and then Vime says, "We live in a society." Yeah, he says, "I am Jared Leto." <laughs> Vine says I'm yeah. Vine says I'm Jared Leto, and um, why so serious? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Jared Leto earlier today. We were watching clips from Suicide Squad because no one, like none of us, could remember any memorable lines that he said in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he, what about, when he, he said, said, "I'm the Joker." Baby. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Too slow. I got there first. 
Maybe stutter less next time, you fool. Excellent. Okay. How do we how do we feel at the end of this? The metaphors, what are they saying? Um, what are they? I just want to okay, so the metaphor of the dark originally, it's societal mm. pressure to be gender conforming. Yes. Mm. But and the gender is only one. Like But there's only it's a monogender, so there's only yes. one gender. Um which is it's so but then the thing is if you succumb to that, if you go into the dark, which is succumbing to societal pressure, then it but it's could. not. It, I don't know. It's not like succumbing it's, to societal pressure, right? Like, hmm. Because the literal dark is like it, it, they say you can't be like the society casts out those who are different, right? That's what they say. And yeah. the dark is gonna take because the dark is gonna take them. Yes. So I don't know. Mm. But, so maybe then, maybe then, getting going into the dark is being hate crimed by. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's so going into the dark <laughs> is it's like the rejection, right? Yeah. It's it's like societal rejection and you can't you can't not con you gotta conform because otherwise you'll be rejected societally and face bad yes. things that are nebulous repercussions. And that's what the dark is. Until Except uh the dark is actually you go your into mom. it. <laughs> And when you're being hate crimed, you're like, actually, I love it. Mm. <laughs> is it? Yeah, actually, the dark is wonderful, now. and you have to embrace it. You have to embrace being different, but also mm. being hate crimed. Because that don't know. gives you power. Because the dark isn't isn't the dark is punishing people who are different, except that it isn't. But except, also, yeah. But also, yeah. like, why is is everybody who's ever been metaphorically hate crimed by the dark? Just still in the dark because Cherry. Can Do they all get superpowers? <laughs> Is it just her mum who, who like got? She's like the first person in history. She's the or first something? person to figure out that to stop being hate crimed by the dark, you have to learn to love it. She's like <laughs> the first person in history who dared to shave off her beard. Right, like that's that's I mean, kind of the point. Like lie. apparently, like everyone else up to that point, was just living in fear of the dark, so they wouldn't they w- shave off their beards. Surely they wouldn't know Surely They someone... wouldn't know what it was without, oh, without yeah. it happen- having, having happened before. That having happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not particularly clear. Um, <laughs> turns out what you've got to do to solve, to solve your suppressed gender and uh, sexuality identity problems, you've got to uh, open up and hit the big gender button and then yeah. you have a gender please direct you... me to the gender button <laughs> <laughs> slap it slap in the gender button hard where is the gender mist <laughs> will you step into the gender mist and get gendered not only do you get gender you get gender powers um which allow <laughs> yeah. you to perform you get the the magic but of it's, like, yeah, it's, turning... it's not just like powers but it's like you can bend reality like and make portals. It's very overpowered. It's turning the gender just, dial from I one feel... to two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this gender I just... goes all the way up to eleven. <laughs> so even though it's sort of dumb and weird, the, my main problem isn't actually that itself, but it's that Cherry has no agency in choosing to go into the dark because it's taken away from her. So right. she. 
she isn't like choosing to accept herself and being like, I am not afraid anymore. I'm going to go into the dark. I'm going to face my fear or whatever. Mm. She, it just it happens against her will. So she doesn't do anything to reach this point. It just like happens to her. Having having someone else slap the gender button for you. <laughs> yeah. But like she Gen- being shot with the gender Transgenderification gun. by proxy. And then afterwards she's like, Oh, my mum came and told me it was fine. But she she already <laughs> but like she realized like, like yeah. that's that's what's confusing about it, right? Is that she yeah. originally reacted to this societal pressure or whatever that only exists. Like that's that, that's different. Bad part of it that it does like only this one mind. So I don't know what the implications of that are. But she already like so originally she escaped from that by like literally fleeing from the mind, not looking back, not mm. facing for her fears. Mm. Basically, or, or is I guess the point here, or not actually facing it. But she was still, like, up to this mm. point, she was out. People accepted her as uh, using she pronouns, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she went so- to Ankh-Morpork, where apparently you can live your gender truth. She didn't <laughs> get superpowers of that, but she was, like... You know, I think... I think the coming out metaphor works better if there's no actual magic involved. Yeah. You have to return to your shitty like small town yeah. country place that you left as a <laughs> as an 18 year old and then you have to be gay there in order to like <laughs> you have to yeah you have to experience the hate crimes magic. again to get the superpowers yeah of that's what glee you was about go, like, i will go to where people believe me <laughs> <laughs> oh i just yeah because she's she was fully accepted so i i'm just feel like i'm just going over the same points in my head like is her mom what is her mum in this then? She, like, <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> she's magic. Because she's mom, like, yeah, I, like, I don't want to leave the dark because I can use it to see I, I am become God. Yeah. Um and Shiri's like that She just decides to stay there. Why doesn't she tell anyone? Exactly. If you can leave at any point, at least get out of it to tell Cherry that you're good and that the dark is actually about being a cool um pop band in like spandex and stuff. That's what it like <laughs> you know, the more we keep talking about this, the less I think this was actually uh made sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't, it didn't. really. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> so, it has the aesthetics of a meaningful coming yeah. out story, but it doesn't have the logic. Yeah. I think it has just too many too many elements it's... that don't add up coherently. Yeah. Like if if they just had Like why is her mum there? Yeah. <laughs> they could have just not had the mum. Like why? And the point of the mum is, I guess, that she was like they 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 keep saying this thing about she was the first one to ask questions, right? So she was mm. like the original her gender. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I hate you know I hate driving through Dallas in 1963 in my Cadillac, and then Ted Cruz's dad shoots me in the head <laughs> with a gender gun. I don't know it's it just seems so meaningless like it it could have been like she goes into the dark and sees the ghost of her dad or something yeah. it's like i was yeah. wrong cheery you can embrace it because you you are the king or you have the power or you've think, decided to make your own way i think it might have worked better but instead it's the mom. I, I think it might have worked better if the dark was just nothing 
Like if if it was like yeah. a myth or something, if it was like shadows on the wall, if it was oh. if it was if it was a guy with PTSD, the guy from the hit Newbury movie passed through. Nobody's gonna get this. <laughs> this is a, a bonus episode deep. Cut if it was like the Wizard of Oz, right? If yeah. it was like if it turned out if it's just a big humbug, maybe you know maybe it can be like a villain or someone who who is keeping the dwarves in the mine in fear or whatever, and it turns out it's nothing. Mm. So they yeah, can maybe... like either embrace gender or just keep their beards if or they like want. Or like a magically a magically derived um, reflection of all of the uh, like the sort of prejudices and fears of the society that lives in the mine. Yeah, it's like yeah. the whole so belief. If it was like a like case of, like with the gods where belief creates something, and then it yeah, was yeah. like yeah, fear exactly. and uh, yeah, that prejudice works. have created a physical manifestation that that would gets be pretty. People. That would have been would cool. Be interesting because that's kind of what <laughs> how systems like homophobia or transphobia yeah. work. They do arise totally in the mind, or the minds of those who believe in them, and then spread out mm. further in the society in which they are more complex stuff than that obviously but yeah yeah but we agree that her getting superpowers from it is like maybe the weakest link yeah are they gonna stick around yeah because she doesn't she just she doesn't need them like the whole thing is that her superpower is being smart and doing her stuff that she does which she does well and is funny and it's not like cool yeah she's she's cool i like her as a character she's yeah she's fun even in like a hashtag inspiration way, it's not like watching this, you're like, damn, I can get uh-huh. super fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you're not like... I'm not watching it thinking, wow, if if I subject myself to um, societal homophobia and transphobia, then I will get to mm. form a sort of ethereal <laughs> pop rock band with my friends. I'm I'm thinking <laughs> I'll just get hate crimed. <laughs> I was thinking about what you were saying, Yanosh, about it being nothing as well. And like, what if her mum didn't, get disappeared by the dark but just also left yeah that that you know work. like she also just moved left. into an abandoned part of the mine yeah or <laughs> she she's in Angmorpork or something anything but like, this she she just sort of abandoned her because she wanted to find yeah. her own way and that's like you know it's ambiguous it's mm. half baked i think yeah because you know you could be like oh your your dad said that she vanished because he didn't want you to like do the same or whatever yeah and then she also has to deal with the fact that like uh her mum isn't the person she thought she was and like mm. wasn't there for her and that that's a character moment that you know she could have gone to the yeah. to the trauma desert with that and we could have seen it all <laughs> yeah ah oh, but that, you could then you could have been like oh sometimes being yourself does mean that you end up hurting people like unavoidably uh-huh. yeah yeah and it's like a sort of you know it's like an ambiguous sort of, you know that's sometimes so much better because like uh, the, the way the current message is like this is the other part that annoyed me about it is that they keep talking about they keep phrasing it as being different yeah which is like such yeah. a lib way of talking about this yeah like this is like a, I don't know. This is like a '90s way way of talking about this shit, where you're like, "Oh, dare to be different, right? Different is beautiful, or whatever." Mm, but yeah, the, not to be post-structuralist about it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up. It's yeah. not even post-structuralist. Honestly, the more I think about it, it's just you know who you know who is obsessed with being different or with differences is cis people, right? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's as obsessed with gender differences as like cis people. So I don't know. Yeah. It's also sort of weird idea that comes out of this, which is like, oh, 
if you can only embrace the magical power of the dark by shaving off your beard. So if you want the beard, you don't get to keep the beard. You have to shave the beard. <laughs> and also the, the, the dark can be tricked with a fake beard, mm. which I guess is a sort of physical... Wearing the fake beard is being yourself. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess wearing a fake beard is caving to the societal pressure in a way, but also, but it's a f- like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm like, this is just like one big hole that it turns out is actually one of those um, spiral slides that just keeps going down. Yeah. <laughs> is this is the is the dark hell raising trans men? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The darkest say you can only be trans perp, otherwise... Trans people? Oh, they're, they're trans women, all of them. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> God. I just think, mm. like, being the same or being different are such meaningless distinctions also. Like, what does it even... Mm. Yeah. Well, because then mean. also you have to have a, a norm. So, it, like, it's one yeah. of those 90s posters that are, like, dare to be different. And it's like, well, I can't be anything other than me. It's not daring. I'm, I'm just daring. Gay. And also, yeah. <laughs> I'm not different. Mm. I'm just gay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not. W- <laughs> Bet, dare to be different. Brackets. Being gay isn't normal. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Dare to be. Except everyone, even the freaks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, you fucking gay people. You're you're not that bad, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I I don't want to know about it, but you can do whatever you want out there on your own, you little freaky freaks in your freak clubs. Yeah, you can do whatever you want um, in the comfort of your own bedroom, I guess. Um, I don't want to know about it, though, and it is disgusting. <laughs> do you I know think... the Flight of the Conquered song that's called uh, I'll Be the Racist Dragon? Yes. <laughs> yes. About how there's this... Albi wasn't racist anymore. <laughs> there's yeah. this racist dragon, and then he gets chased out, and then he meets a little Albanian child, and they bond together <laughs> about how, well, we've both been discriminated. I've been chased away from society because I was too racist. <laughs> and I was chased away because I'm a little Albanian child. We're not so different, you and I. We're, we're the same because we're both different. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cures him. And then it cures him of racism. So this yeah, is it's like how fantastic writers like Suzanne Moore are being silenced. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the... it's and that's this, and that's the same as like silencing like trans women writers uh-huh. because exactly. it's the same. Yeah, this is Graham Linehan. One person calling... is being a turf, and the other is being trans, and one is like they're the same. They're both discriminatory. Yeah. Uh, one of uh, this is Graham Linehan. Um, saying that it's the light the night of the long knives um when the scottish national party boots a transphobic member even though he's i don't think mm. scottish and also uh, the light of the night of the long knives is probably not he's something Irish. you should be fucking bringing up <laughs> yeah. who who else did did the nazis use those knives on apart from other nazis <laughs> Mm, no one. Yeah, it's nothing springing to mind. I fucking. What like... were the books they were burning? Write, writing about. Fucking they were yourself. Books. <laughs> they were books about being bitter. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Okay. This isn't quite that bad. But this <laughs> no, is... it's not. <laughs> no, I mean it's clearly well intentioned. We've sort, of, right? sort of gone on a journey yeah. here. Yes, it is. It's just not a good matter. Yeah, and I did hear it's that they bring clumsy. on like a non-binary, I don't know, writer or consultant or whatever. Which is 
cool, but it doesn't like it doesn't help the end product, I guess. This is one of the problems with having I don't know. It, it's like so if you have like a character in your book mm. who's like you know gay and you're not gay or like black and you're not black then you you bring in like a sensitivity reader to like go through it and be like this is kind of clumsy or this is fucked up or whatever mm. but i think you need like multiple ones yeah because i don't think you could have like one person and then be like this is great and then that be enough mm. <laughs> and i think i don't know it's, it's like what are the politics of that person yeah. you know <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, it. like, what is the politics? Well, yeah, I mean, of yeah, you can be trans, non-binary, you can be Blair White. Like, it doesn't mean yeah. you're gonna be. You can good about the, the stuff. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need. It doesn't even have to be like bad politics or whatever. It's just. It's just really just that. Like, I, I agree with you. I think on this because it can just be like, like one person is not gonna be able to have a wide enough perspective on this. Uh, no, mm. and, and like, even if it's if it's like a person with immaculate politics and incredible insight just like bringing in a consultant isn't gonna help if if you're having like a big complicated metaphor this is also inside of a season-long story like they're still gonna be you're still gonna slip up mm. yeah yeah it might be too late for then by then for them to like actually change the things yeah. that are problems and they yeah. might they might make a decision that, like, you know, it's it's not worth the effort because this is it is obviously well intentioned and like they're not trying to put out negative messaging here at all. It's mm. just it, it doesn't work very well. And it's no. also like yeah. kind of. I think it's it's good that they're like let's be positive yeah. about trans people in the current you know British media landscape. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like you know it, it's nice. And it, it is good that there's going to be something that isn't being, like, deranged. Um, well, I just wish... You know, I think they were doing a good job just having Cheery as a character. Yeah. yeah. Um, or if they were going to examine it, just examining it in a less bizarre way, or a way that made more sense, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So that it's, like, it's kind of a this bummer, point, really. It's been great that one of the cast members is trans character played by a trans non-binary actor like that's that's very cool that you have that and it's been very cool that yeah. like in the first few episodes it was like not questioned but it was questioned by carrot once but like mm. other than that she was a fully formed character <laughs> right but once mm -hmm. you get to like exploring her tragic gender backstory in a fantasy world where like Another character has a tragic backstory that she's a werewolf and she killed her friend or they made her kill her friend when she was a child. It kind of puts you in the danger of like othering trans people or saying that they're like, I don't know, like equating them with monsters, basically. Mm. Me. Possibly. I can see what you're getting at. Yeah. I'm not sure if I quite see that happening here. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it is happening here, but. Yeah, hmm. I can see what you're getting at there. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, I guess yeah, you could be like, oh, it's it's the monster crew. We've yeah. you know, it's we we've got the troll and we've got the werewolf and we got the trans person. <laughs> um, that is that yeah, but, they do. I mean, they did say but about I, I how don't we're think all misfits. Or yeah, whatever. we're all different. Yeah, <laughs> we're all different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm a trans person. <laughs> I ate my friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I but thought I, I have nothing, but actually I have a is. crown uh, birthmark and I might be royal by blood. <laughs> yeah. Genetically king. But he's not. Um, I'm glad that he wasn't. I was like, they can't do this now. That's out of literally nowhere. But the fact that they wasn't makes me think that they were just doing it for book to like trick book readers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Which is a good thing. I thought, yeah, it yeah, was funny, funny that they revealed it as actually nothing. Uh, but at the same time, I still kind of feel that they brought it in too late. Like, it might have been more effective if it's built up and then it's revealed as nothing. I don't know. Like, it still felt awkwardly pla- uh, awkwardly placed, I guess, in the series that it comes up at this point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, you know, you could have had a bit, but it's just Carrot. There's no time for him, you know? There's no time There's to no explore time. him as a character. I did feel like, in, in this episode, I did feel, like, in a different way that they're cl- cramming in too much plot, but more like in a way that this episode should just have been the cave plot. Like, even though yeah. we said that the metaphor is absolute garbage and doesn't work at all, that was clearly <laughs> the main plot of the episode. And c- compared to that, the Sibyl and Vimes plot felt mm. like it didn't really go anywhere they were just like in a cell and then they weren't anymore or something (laughs) yeah i'm not sure what really comes out of that apart from i mean this the 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 situation Mm -hmm. is basically unchanged apart from the thieves guild aren't in custody but then they take them into custody at the beginning of the episode so yeah yeah, they could have just had them not take them into custody last episode (laughs) (laughs) I, I do think the better the better episodes or the better bits in episodes like the Assassins Guild um, heist and you know the bit where they go to Twilight yeah. Canyons it, it normally involves them all being together in one place and having like a plot line with everyone in the same place and splitting them up like they keep doing is just sort of I don't know it highlights like the weaknesses in the cast mm. and in the story <laughs> yeah they're not like you can do that you can split up cast and have an A plot and a B plot or a C plot. They're just not they just good at balancing well. them in a way that both plots feel like they matter or feel like they're connected to each other. Like they, they end up being connected because Chiri and the gang show up magically at the Assassin's Guild and do a dance number but that that feels like even though the dance number was fun feels like a very forced like even Deus Ex Machina <laughs> connection at that point. <laughs> Dang. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just they just showed up to save yeah. the day basically yeah no i was just thinking trying to figure out where this is gonna go from here because already i feel like the show spent about two episodes being like and by the way there are these magical objects that you need to find um to solve the season problem and and now we have them maybe um mm-hmm. what now <laughs> I, just I don't, don't know, know what it. God, the entire like the, the pacing of the season as a whole is so weird. Also, mm. like it's not just the individual yeah. episodes, but the entire. I don't know what it is about this show, but like now that you mentioned these magical devices, Lucy, I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. And I yeah. even like watching the show every time it comes up that there's like these th- magical devices. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't have any weight to it in the sense that you would, like, understand why they need them. Yeah. Like, it it says they can use them to control the dragon, but I don't know how. But it's like, yeah, but it's like Mm. that, like the controlling the dragon, and then also the cars are falling through time. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And then the magic sword and all this, like they just so many disparate elements that, uh, if you try to, like, you feel like the connection of them is really forced, I guess. It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't feel like an organic thing that, that these things are connected with each other. Yeah. I do think it's insane that they have, yeah, they have all these sort of plot lines and bits that seem like they don't have enough space for, yet they keep sort of putting in more things. So it feels crowded. Like the episodes in the series does feel very crowded. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and they're like, what if we have evil vibes? <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, what the hell are they going to do with that? What are they going to do with yeah. Joker vibes? <laughs> are they going to swap them? They're going to swap the vibes. <laughs> yeah, they'll do a scene where, um, both Vimes are insisting that they're original good Vimes, and Sybil has to shoot one of oh them. That's something only Vimes would know. That's gonna happen, well, yeah. From the thin soles of my cheap boots, I can feel that we live in a society. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Do you know what street we're in? The real Vimes wouldn't wear nice boots. Um, maybe he steals them for corpse or something. Um, yeah, it's just, well, we know, we know because we read the episode descriptions that the next episode involves like Vimes waking up in alternate reality prison. Yeah. So I guess they're gonna they're gonna swap the Vimeses. But like from the way the episode ended, I don't know. Maybe we'll see when we see the episode preview for the next one. But from the way this ended, I'm already disappointed that it's not the thing we built up in our minds is gonna happen. Is that Vimes is gonna show up in? Quote unquote book accurate Discord and is gonna meet her in Swind. There yeah. was now in <laughs> retrospect, there was no way that was gonna happen. But I know. I mean, I never thought it would, but it would have been. Good. Eric and Nigel stroll onto the set. I want. I yeah. want. I want them to bring in Eric in episode eight, and he just like solves all the problems. <laughs> well, beca- because the sorcerer is canon in this, we were like, oh, maybe Nigel will. <laughs> They make it sound like the sorcerer was hundreds of years ago, though, don't they? Mm. Yeah, no, I know. Listen, that doesn't matter. He could still be that really, really old Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the I know the watch account has been getting a lot of shit by people who are much worse than us. Mm. Uh, I'm not bad. <laughs> I am just scrolling through it to see if there's a next episode preview, and I don't see one. But I did see a post that is extraordinary to us. A carrot appreciation post is long overdue. No, it isn't. What is <laughs> there to images of, <laughs> Then there's four it's images tall. of carrot and no comments. Yeah. Yeah, they've been really pushing the the social media aspect, which is a very odd choice considering how yeah. negative it's been. <laughs> um, I guess it's to like it's maybe try and flood the tag. Um, it's how you um it's just how you engage when you're promoting a show nowadays it's mm. it's, it's standard know, social media it's more than i've like. seen from other shows and maybe can't wait for dasha to be in succession <laughs> something um, which the <laughs> museum of <laughs> doesn't do very well <laughs> please play <bleep> all of yeah. <laughs> yeah they should literally hire me to be their social media person i'm just saying other points any other points we want to we want to i love the costuming <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we love it the costumes are so cool. great in this um, um the police brutality we didn't really get into i mean I, we know it's we did a bit it's the same yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it quite a lot last week um which is mostly just that it's weird the tonal issues are strange again i was thinking about this earlier it is weird because normally the police represent like you know the violent arm of the state or whatever um but in this is like it's the watch versus the guilds, which is really weird. Mm. It's a sort of yeah. 
Like, what is it saying about anything? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. And yeah, well, I don't know. It's not really saying anything very much. The, um, I mean, the Thieves Guild has not, the Thieves Guild's not been fleshed out very much at all. And it's not, mm. definitely not as aesthetically interesting as the, uh, Assassin's Guild, but has just not been covered as much, even though they had Van Pugh on. The- he was just like a sort of guy who was, going oh i love to steal things i do <laughs> the thieves um, guild dress just like yeah. the the kind of people Peaky who go blinders. to craft bar <laughs> festivals <laughs> they just look like craft beer enthusiasts no mm-hmm. no they dr- craft beer enthusiasts have heavy metal t- t-shirts and uh they're about 65 sorry pilsner no, enthusiasts ah <laughs> Oh no! Sorry, I'm thinking real ale enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, you're um, thinking real ale. Craft ale is like hipstery. You know, you go to a bar and you get two thirds of a pint. Yeah, um, yeah. Fuck, fuck, small bar man. Get get out of here with that shit. <laughs> I'm so glad it shut down in Cardiff. Apart from the people who lost their jobs, I mean, like, like, <laughs> fuck off with that two thirds of a pint shit. Paying the same price as you would for one. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> This has become fucking Britain chat, mate, isn't it? I want a full pint, like the have Queen a, ordered when fucking, she invented pints. Have a fucking pint of Spitfire and sit down. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, drinking my bombardier and tweeting about how we need gunboats in the channel. <laughs> what I was going to say earlier is uh, I think one thing this show seems to really struggle with is dealing with its one own thing. world building or... Yeah, like coming to terms with the own, its own metaphors, right? Or the like, like it's the same problem with the thieves gu- or, or with the guild stuff. Like with the way that okay, we're in a world in which mm. there are guilds that legalize crime, and then there's a police force that is question mark. What's <laughs> the point? Like, what's what's the wh- point? What's that leading to? Like. Yeah, because it seems like the guilds police their own boundaries. Like, you know, with mm. Cass's dad mm. um, getting killed because he was thieving on the th- when, you know, that's the guild's responsibility and they just killed him. So if the guilds police themselves, what else is yeah, there? Yeah, that's the, that's the one thing, the one thing the show where the show says cops are bad sometimes is when they let the guild do the things that they are legally allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, okay, you can build from that. You can do that. Like, you can... I guess you could say that's like, you know, sometimes laws aren't moral or whatever. You can make that a thing. But then you can't at the same time also have one of our heroes uh, commit police brutality or at least threaten to, uh, to abuse what prisoners. What if it's cool? <laughs> What if she's like badass? <laughs> like you can't do you can't do evil stuff that cops do in real life and say that that's good, but them not prohibiting this thing that doesn't exist in our world is bad. So because then the only thing that they're doing wrong is things that they can only do in this fictional world. Yeah, the the uh, the watch fundamentally has no ideology of its own apart from more cop equal good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. which kind of doesn't actually mean anything in this society other than apparently more police brutality yeah yeah well there's the bit where veterinary is talking about like like rising crime rates and a wave of crime and it's like about learning to control Mm -hmm. it rather than 
like beat it out, but it's like, what are the, what is the crime? <laughs> I don't know. Where am I going with this? It's silly. <laughs> the, the point is, the, like, the watch in the books, all they do is just shake a bell and then, you know, stop a dragon and stuff, but, like, their professional duties are nothing, basically. Yeah. I mean, they become more. Yeah, in the later okay. watch books, but they um, don't ever they don't ever actually um, go after the guilds. Only when the guilds no. are out, like stepping outside of their boundaries, there's never any real conflict between them. No, yeah, because the guilds it, it sort of it, it functions and they sort of exist in their like societal niche, and that's not the issue. Is rarely that it's normally when things go wrong or someone else, like an external force, tries to destroy things or whatever. Yeah, or someone is um, breaking the rules of the guilds, but it's usually more yeah. than that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think when you said, George, that, that the Watch has no ideology besides doing cop shit, <laughs> or that more <laughs> cop shit is good, I guess like the other ideology that the Watch itself in, in the show has is that they're inclusive, I guess, so that they have all these people who are different, whatever that I mean, means. But we're never shown anything that anything about like the society outside of the watch. That, yeah, that says that can't also be accepted there. It is. Yeah, that was there. that was going to be my my point also. That like they they just Damn. just hand waving this, or they're just like trying to show the watch being like a you know very diverse bunch or whatever, even though it's not. <laughs> that diverse at the end. Like, <laughs> they're mm-hmm. they're they're also they're still all white, and the only like non-white people are the villains. Rich lady who wants to do even more violence, and the villains. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. But this is fr- this is it's so frustrating, something. I guess, because when we started out doing this podcast, I don't know how much we talked about this last episode because I remember nothing. But like, we started out doing this as we we're gonna hate the watch, and then there was a point where we were like, "Oh no, we're actually really excited for it." Mm-hmm. And that now, now I'm just even more bummed out by because if if we had kept at being like, "Oh no, the show is gonna be terrible," and if we had watched the first episode and were, would would have like if that would have been terrible, then we wouldn't have had any expectations. But now that we've, like, enjoyed it at the beginning, it feels like more of a bummer (laughs) as we just... No, I think it's good, because we've gone through the actual galaxy brain meme, you know? Yeah. Like, (laughs) hating hating the watch for bad reasons. Watch bad. Liking the watch, and then hating the watch for different good reasons. (laughs) (laughs) That is us. Um, We're right. Is insane. Like, we've never been wrong. <laughs> we haven't been wrong ever. <laughs> it's just really that as as the show started and we were like riding the high of being right while all the haters on the Reddit and Twitter were wrong. Uh, in yeah. those in those first few episodes of the show, I was like, when people were asking like, "Oh, have you seen the watch?" Uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's good. Check it out. It's it's fun." But now I'm like. After after episode five and six, I'm not sure I would recommend it to people anymore. I mean, it's yeah, yeah it's tough. I think I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, um, I feel it's got to be insane for the last two episodes. This, yeah, right? I hope. I hope <laughs> I mean, next episode is gonna be fun. Like it's a it's a fun concept. I did find a uh, next episode preview on Facebook and. Um, I just watched it on mute, but it does seem to have a lot of Joker vibes in it. So I'm excited on that for that. I yeah. I would love to see this actor 
play an even more unhinged version of the Swimes. <laughs> He's so good as like, Rhymes. <laughs> if this show was like two degrees more insane and politically bad, <laughs> I would probably yeah. enjoy it. Like in the sort of Riverdale sense of like this is deranged, but I I enjoy that about it. But because it's like it it's not quite insane enough. Like there's sort of enough elements that are like legitimately good that it becomes hard to yeah. do that. You know, if it had kept up the energy of the first episode, <laughs> well, things just happen yeah. almost at random, just constantly. <laughs> I mm. maybe the finale will be like that. I guess because there's no way the finale is not going to be a huge mess. I know there's too many things it's going on. Right. We sort of dropped the goblin plotline as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> did any Marxist goblins in two episodes? I wanted Marxist goblins. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to no, doubt if there's going to be a Marxist revolution. I'm also beginning to doubt. I'm starting. You to know, think you know, I was. We were right last episode when we um when we said that it was merely sort of referencing these aesthetics mm. to make itself seem like it was political. Yeah, Re- referencing these aesthetics. You, you these, know, uh, these these ideas. I was watching The Witcher, um, which I haven't finished before. Who watches so the Witcher? I watched the final two episodes. Who watches The Witch? And um, I think it's really strange watching The Witcher having watched this series. And I know that might not seem connected, but there's something about it which feels almost similar when I'm watching it. I get a similar sort of feeling. But The Witcher feels so much more there feels like there's so much more space in the episodes yeah yeah and it just was very apparent as i was watching the final episode and i guess slight spoilers the way it finishes isn't particularly conclusive and doesn't like wrap up everything Mm. but like felt fine because of that like obviously they're like we're gunning for a sequel or whatever but it felt like they weren't trying to jam in too much stuff in like the final 15 minutes or whatever yeah it's the start of a large Um, larger story that's going on and it was like it's explicitly that mm, mm. but yeah there's no space to breathe in this show and part of the charm of like the worlds that pratchett built is the uh is the sort of silly almost incidental dialogue that doesn't necessarily add to the plot or anything it's 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 the jokes that you had in the assassin's guild episode and it's the the dialogue between characters saying funny stuff and I think we are kind of missing out on that a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah, and you could have just just had them doing more like detective y stuff, looking for the sword for like five episodes or something and like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Progressing in various ways. I just, Yeah, like we we said this, yeah. but We talked about yeah. the tonal issues last episode, but in this episode <laughs> it was similar to me that a lot of the jokes just like didn't work in the context of this uh of this plot line about hate crimes. <laughs> I don't know. I thought the jokes worked better in this episode than last episode. There were there were more. Um, there were yeah. some moments that I I did think were were pretty funny, and I was like, "That's yeah." The jokes that worked for me was the, the Wayne saying the "You should have made sweet love," uh, <laughs> right there like that. It's the way of Wayne. <laughs> that worked. No, I can't do that. <laughs> and some of the assassins' good jokes. Work, yeah. but but that's because like that plot line, even though it's like less relevant, and I think you should have cut it from the episode. That was the plot line that was more lighthearted. I like the I like the jokes about moisturizing. Yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah. The moisturizing stuff was good. It's taking days I off think, you. <laughs> I think it. We did one of the problems. We did kind of predict that that they would be a bit too serious. We said it was going to be grim mm-hmm. dog. It's not really. But I think no. I think they do have some tone problems. It's not grimdark per se. Like no, it's I, not. No, it's not. It's I'm not, not the way we predicted it. 
where it was like, is it even a comedy show? But I think they do go into, like, they, they do consciously make some elements from Terry Pratchett's mythology more grimdark in a way that doesn't work in their favor. Like, last episode we had, we talked about the werewolf stuff, about how they made it much darker. And in this yeah. one, it's the, it's the whole, like, all dwarfs have a beard thing that they turned into this, like, very dark and confusing metaphor. Only in one mind, though. Only in one mind, though. Yeah. <laughs> all dwarves have a beard out of a probably quite understandable fear of a seemingly, seemingly omnipotent force, which is actually mm-hmm. good when you get captured by it. Yeah. And gives you superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. If you... If you find your mum in it. (laughs) I wish homophobia had given me superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Would have loved that. But this feels like this, um, the thing that scared you actually gives you superpowers seems like a through line in a ton of narratives. And I don't know, it just never really Mm. works. It just feels like legit. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It feels like VR, uh, even though you've been discriminated against you're actually magic it's gay girl magic <laughs> it's magic and it's like can you just like acknowledge that it that it might be hard and it might just yeah. stay hard and that's just like, like all these it. hashtag inspire narratives feel so hollow there's rewarding parts but it's also just awful it's often hard like a lot and you <laughs> that's just like i don't know that feels more true than trying to make it into like an inspirational yeah. thing you know well I don't know. I, I don't know about that, Charlotte, because I don't think I'd want to know any of my LGBT friends if they hadn't been victims of horrible societal <laughs> prejudice, because they wouldn't be cool then. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That yeah. is true. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, as I learned from that one pop song. Yeah. Exactly. I'd Sometimes say, it kills you, though. I would say <laughs> that the parts of... I mean, th- this is just my opinion of... The parts of like queer culture and stuff like that, that is empowering and powerful isn't so much like uh i'm magic now isn't this inspiring i'm myself it's more like community stuff and aspects of community and support yeah and you know she she has that in this and that's like meant to be one of the main plot lines and i don't know why i don't know like with angua when angua's like oh i'll find you in the dark why couldn't angua have like helped in some way like shown support and be like, oh, these people accept me, even if these people didn't, and that could have saved her, you know? No, <laughs> yeah. her mum was there, Like, fine. <laughs> something <laughs> meaningful. Her mum, a character we know and love, and who I'm sure will be back. Yeah. Hey, you thought it was me, homophobia, but actually, I'm your mother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my mother, she's a victim of the homophobia. God, we talk like there? this in the homophobia <laughs> minds. <laughs> what if a homophobe we mine 200 Italian? tons of slurs a day <laughs> yeah, I mean are we Italian or are we Russian? no my accent um, slip <laughs> either way oh, it's Catholic <laughs> no Russia Orthodox oh yeah good point there's a big contention about that what are we talking about? <laughs> well I think we need to end this episode as we as we cusp two hours <laughs> The media yeah. understand us logged yeah. on. Yeah. And now we must log off. We we I mean we've talked we've talked this to death probably. Do we have any other any other brief points just to touch on briefly? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Well yeah. yes. Thank you for listening to this Who Watches the Watch? Us, your friends, your 
gods um, on Earth. Uh-huh. If you like this, you can donate to our Patreon for one currency a month, because we love money. And you can listen to the book that we're writing, which is called Heartspell. You can also catch up on our latest series, um, Fateful Fridays, where we try and understand the mind of Neil Breen. <laughs> um, Mostly fail. <laughs> There's so much we, to we it. Don't, I don't know if we fail. Well, we understand the idea of Neil Breen. Spoilers, Pass Through is an incredibly fascist movie. <laughs> um, Do not watch Pass Through. <laughs> oh, no. It's it, Do not extremely dispiriting. <laughs> <laughs> it broke us. We were broken by watching Pass Through. We were made worse people <laughs> um, by watching it. Um, but we've got like, a bunch of cool stuff on there, so all you need to do is go to Patreon, who watches the watch, and give us money, because you love to do it. Or you give us five currency a month and get all that, as well as your name shouted out in the podcast, like these people. Oh, thank you so much for everyone who fo- uh, supports us on the five euro tier. And those people are Big Flat Bunt. Nice, thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I'm hearing this. Very much. Uh, <laughs> Which uh, is uh, Big Flat Bunt. A song of babes and puppies listeners will find out what that means in like a week. <laughs> um, boyfriend of the show, Tom, aka Hank the Tank. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Thank you, Tom. Justin Crandall. Thank you. Milk Succubus. Thank you. Evan DM. Rise and grind memes for side hustling teams, and a very special shout out to all our ten euro uh, supporters, uncles of the show, Slime Simon and Carrot Lime. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Very kind of you all. You're what makes Britain great. Oh, I'd hate that if somebody if somebody said that to me. <laughs> I'm taking that money you're giving me and putting it straight into my Captain Tom <laughs> memorial tattoo. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying the red bubble Captain Tom miniskirt. <laughs> God, I can't believe uh, I was the, the only one here who was clapping video. for Tom today. Well, we all clapped on that podcast, that. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Janos clapping in Germany. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's genuinely the clap for our heroes thing i've been i've been laughing at that since i first first heard of it and every new spin it gets just makes it funnier thank you so much uh, <laughs> look i do i i am putting up a, p- a petition on the uk government petitions website very soon it's to rename the united kingdom of great britain and northern ireland united kingdom of the spectacle and northern ireland <laughs> <laughs> I do think if I was on the BBC and they were like, it's time to clap for Captain Tom, I just don't know if I would be able to do it. I mean, I know they would immediately fire me, but like... Oh, you would be... If you were on the BBC, you'd have been fired so long ago for expressing (laughs) personal opinions. You'd have been fired for going to That's true. I am always expressing my opinions. You're too woke, Chaz. Um, Thank you. That's me. I'm the woke left. Um, Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, And we'll see you next week. Um, and it's good that we're all here. It's yeah. very it's nice, nice to be back. For me. I love you guys. Stan Niger. Did the BBC describe you. this as a fucking moment of celebration? Are you taking the piss? Yes. <laughs> a moment of moment celebration of for the one man. One thousand people. The only man in Britain to die of coronavirus. One. Please don't watch this video until we finish this episode, which we are just about Sorry. to do. Yes. Stan Niger. Okay. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you. Stan, Stan Lucy for coming Stan back. Uh, uh, don't Stan, Stan yes, Stan Lucy. Lucy. Both. Uh, oh. Stan, Captain Grand, Tom. Penny Weatherwax is fucked Yeah. Clap for Tom. Clap for yeah, Tom. Clap, clap for Tom. Um, you should. 
Don't clap for detritus. Clap for detritus. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Um, pieces. Uh. You should um, both uh-huh. not go into the dark and also embrace it. Um, Do you go into the dark? Please embrace. Can, can I say hello to your mom? Embrace yeah. homophobia to become Be a yourself. superhero. I guess. Be a god. <laughs> meet, meet your ghost I'm mother. Quickly okay. become homophobic. Bye. 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 Uh-huh. Bye. In the mind, no one can hear you. Be homophobic. listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details